Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Strawberry and cherry are very different. Girlfriends don't lie, they spy, and I feel really bad for Billy, I guess. Right now on Stranger Things. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Welcome back to Stranger Things Season 3, Episode 6. Let's see if she can do this, guys. E Pluribus Unum. Sounds good. Sure. Oh, God, I practiced that too many times for it to come out like that. I am Roxy Stryer, but luckily I'm not here alone because I know you guys would not like that. I am joined by some Stranger Things experts. The one next to me is a mad monster herself. She's a sci-fi whiz. She knows all of those references. It is, of course, Angelica Trey. (laughs) Still no? If it had lasted a little longer, I was expecting, like, the raw to really raw. Okay, I'll okay. give you this. I like the confidence going into it, though. Like, okay. I didn't even have to, I didn't have to cue you. Well, you said monster. Well, I was like, I yes. say it every time, though. But I just want <laughs> the people to know I'm not calling you a monster. I'm just calling you a monster. Right? Right. Mm, <laughs> if that's a difference. She is a Stranger Things expert. She did the OG show for Netflix themselves. It's Tiana Hobson in the house. Hello, everyone. That's me. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> hey, yo. Oh, my God, with this panel today. Okay. Hey, All you get is we a got hello. This. We got this. I think the monster might be inside me, or I'm going to turn into liquid oatmeal at any point right now. Uh, yeah, my brain's already liquid oatmeal, but... You are also our chat mistress. Yes, I am in our YouTube live chat right now. So if you're live with us, hop on board, say hello, tell a friend, phone a friend, all that stuff. Phone a friend? Is this who wants to be a millionaire? I mean, yeah. Phone a friend. Phone, phone a friend. friend. Phone, friend. phone you, a friend. You know who I'm going to phone right now? Our 80s expert, because he knows everything 80s, and we definitely need that for this show. It's Ryan Nelson. Hello, hello, guys. E pluribus unum. Did you just hang up on me? Call you back. Because <laughs> it does sound like that is yeah. what just happened. We just got hung up on by one Ryan I Nelson. I never hung up on you. Yeah, felt like you did. So uh, we had a lot to go down in this episode, and we have to talk about it all, mostly because we want to. Right. Of course, we got our ice cream crew. We still didn't decide. Scooper, scooper poopers? Scoop we got our scooper troopers that uh, have gotten themselves into some deep tea, and we're definitely going to break that down. Also, we're talking to Philadelphia, which makes Ryan really happy. I've never heard somebody cheer so loud for Philly in my life. And then we've got some Billy backstory. And I'm telling you, this is the first time that I really, really felt for him because uh, we got to see a little sneak peek into that life that might not have been so good growing up. And, of course, as always, we have our That's So 80s segment brought to you by Ryan, who's going to tell us all those 80s references that went Right over uh, my head. And uh, Tiana, I call on you, my friend. Just a quick reminder for those of you guys in the live chat. We have not seen past episode six. So please, no spoilers. 
in the chat room. Oh, sounds Ooh. like one of you is getting in trouble. Oh, I blocked someone tea. already. So, <laughs> well, you Ooh. better. If somebody's giving spoilers, we have not watched. We are doing this a real time. Real time. The only thing we know outside of the real time is news and gossip. See how I brought that <laughs> back, which will be brought to you Beautiful. by Angelica. Yeah, you know I try to be the segue queen. <laughs> Doesn't always work, but what I do know how to do is throw to you guys for your overall thoughts on this episode because we only have a couple left and uh, we're in it right now. Angelica, how are you feeling? Uh, things are getting pretty crazy now. <laughs> the oatmeal monster crap oh, caught, is starting to hit the fan. It caught on. My oatmeal. My oatmeal has caught on. Yes, it's, upsettingly so. I haven't had oatmeal since. Yeah. Since I heard that. It's only I, catching on at this table, though. I don't think the world is accepting it. Yeah, not yet. I was trying to eat during this episode. You guys know it didn't go very well. No. Did not. Nope. It wasn't even oatmeal, but... T, what'd you think? Um, I liked it. Besides the obvious part when I had... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, price line. My eyes closed again. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Besides that, I loved it. I love that we, I mean, I'm probably say this every episode. I love Erica's involvement in this right now. She's just, she's a nerd. But she's like a cool nerd. She's not a regular nerd. She's a cool nerd. Um, are you mean girls thing right now? Yes, because okay. I feel like Erica is the ultimate mean girl nerd. So, hell, mm, okay. sassy nerd. Ryan, did this stack up to the rest of season three? Stacking up major surprises. I think that's been the one consistent thing with all these episodes. There's just some really surprising scenes we're getting, and everything with Billy's backstory. I cannot wait to get into it. Well, we're gonna do that very soon. But before we get into Billy's, let's talk about our Scoopy Troops. Scoopy Troops. Scoop, 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 you guys scoop, were supposed scoop, to perfect scoop, this scoop, off scoop, camera. You clearly scoop, didn't. Troops. It's fine. Scoops, ice cream, <laughs> scoops. All right, Dustin, my man. You are coming in the clutch today. You, Erica, Steve, and Robin split up real quick. And it's nice to see Dustin take a little bit of charge here. He fills Erica in on the situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also... Repping nerds everywhere. Mm-hmm. I was I was very impressed with his ability to my little pony the crap out of Erica. I was surprised to see that Dustin was actually a brony. Yeah. 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 I mean you shouted that. Brony I did. Brony. I did. I got excited. Are you, why? Are you a big uh my not little pony necessarily, girl? but the way he explained it made me want to watch My Little Pony now. It was very D and esque. I only remember that theme song. My yeah. little pony. Oh, we all knew it. Oh, that's yeah. embarrassing for I don't all the remember storylines or plots from the actual show, but yeah, I mean, that went in depth. I love that he did it, and I love that it was a boy who was explaining it because My Little Pony is advertised as such a girly thing, and he's secure enough in his masculinity and the fact that he has a girlfriend named Susie that he's telling her, yes, I watch My Little Pony because I'm a nerd. Susie's not been brought up in quite a little Still bit. Susie. I mean, he's, busy. Like, kind of, he's kind of hunting Russians right now. so he He's a little busy? He's a little yeah. busy. Susie's That's probably fair. been trying to call him at home, guys. Yeah, okay? Susie, now Susie's on the non-receiving end of the radio. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who are you more of a fan of in these scenes, Ryan? Dustin or Erica? Who Who's the one who captures your heart? Erica is really surprising me. I mean, 
she was a she was the fan favorite last season, so they definitely gave her a little bit more. I just love the dynamic. I think she can play off of a lot of different characters. Even when he was filling her in on all of the the backstory of the past two seasons, she just didn't believe her brother was a part of it, which was so in character for her. I think she's a really fun character, and it, it mixes up the dynamic. It also gives us an excuse to refresh each time from yeah. what happened in the past. Agreed, and I love how great she is at math. I love everything we're seeing, except for the fact that Steve and Robin, they're tied up. They're tied up in a literally in a very close proximity. That makes me feel uncomfortable because I'm Team Steve and Nancy, and I do not want him touching Robin this closely. Not gonna happen. What is it? Th- one foot? Yeah. Three, what is it? Three inches. Three inches. There we go. One foot. I don't one know. Foot. I went what to some you, strict yeah. school dances. I that, guess. No, that was our They would come and put the ruler between us. Yeah. yeah but three inches was Hopper's rule, right? Three, for the yeah. door. Oh yeah. Three yeah. inches. Not okay. for their bodies. For the door. Yeah. Uh, okay. I was thinking about school <laughs> yeah, dances. Three inches for your body would be very <laughs> close. So they uh, they need to be rescued because they're down there. They try to do their little hopping situation, mm-hmm. not hopper situation. <laughs> hopping doesn't work. Nope, falls nope. over. Uh, I have to admit, kind of like Ryan with last episode, this was my least favorite scene of the season. This was a rough scene. I, I It's hard for me to figure out exactly why, because I think theoretically this, the, uh, this scene should work. I think it's really challenging when you have a cast that's worked together for multiple seasons and you throw in a new member right. and you switch up the dynamic to kind of feel the vibe of the show. And there was something just off vibe-wise with that, because I know that the show is trying to convince me to love them together, and there's just something slightly off chemistry-wise. There was an energy component that was missing. I also feel like it reminded me a lot of Empire Strikes Back when they're torturing Han and he before he gets carbonite, and then they throw him back and they cut away. But here we got to see them talk, and they're just on different wavelengths, really. Like she, I think both should be completely tired out. <laughs> they should be exhausted, but just, yes, you know, one of them was filled with energy. It was an odd scene. I think it could have worked on paper, but what we saw wasn't fully convincing to me. Tiana, were, were was I to understand that she was in love with him and when they were in school together, yes. or was that just her saying she was more observant? No, I think that she's had a crush on him for a very long time. And she, his hair. And his hair. I mean, she even calls him Steve the Hair Harrington. You know, mm-hmm. she flashes it back to that. And it just goes to what Dustin was saying earlier. I mean, from episode one, the first day we're at this ice cream shop and she's keeping score of him striking out with girls. I'm like, oh, clearly she's in love with this guy and has been for a while. Mm-hmm. And I think that the I like the scene. I like the backstory of this. I think what threw me off was I didn't like maybe the way they shot the scene of them being on their sides. Okay. And I think maybe that's what kind of took me out of it more. Interesting. So than, like, what was actually being said. Angelica, sci-fi-wise, talk to me about Truth Serum. Is this something that uh, we feel is of this earth? Or? I don't think it was quite Truth Serum. I'm not sure if it was supposed to be in the show, but I think it was more along the lines of maybe something to make them loopy. To make them take their guard down here. So we drugged them. But it was a little awkward. And and just going to an 80s reference, it did feel a little breakfast clubby where everyone was talking about popularity and things like that in school. So they tried to make it sentimental, wasn't really feeling it. Truth serum, wasn't really believing it. But Well, it's interesting because they were telling the truth. Where do you work? Scoopy to poop. Right. It was kind of like, it reminded me of like laughing gas a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And then, which is all the truth serum really kind of is. Yeah. 
I really was unsure what was going to happen in the moment that they're kind of facing off, and he's like, oh, is that so? And Steve's like, yeah, it is so. And the Russian guy's like, but is it so? And they're kind (laughs) of doing that little pissing contest, and I was thinking, is it so? Because we've seen other things happening outside where we know that Hopper's working on this, but it wasn't because Dustin went and got him, because that... Dustin did not succeed in that. Mm. Uh, so I really didn't I didn't know who was going to win that battle until all of the green acid falls through. Uh, dangerous stuff. Dangerous stuff. Yeah. I don't know what the Russians' end game was with this. Even if they I don't found know out. I think they just wanted to know if they were spies or not. But even if they were spies, what's the reaction? Oh, do we close up shop, go another mall? I don't think they would have. So I, I was think just they a kill them. Maybe yeah. kill I think them. they want to know the kill names them. of everybody who knows so they can kill them and kill their confidants. Because mm-hmm. I've watched a lot of these sense. shows, okay? <laughs> yes. And that's what you do. Give me the names so I can kill you and kill your people. Which they, they is, got names. I feel bad that I even know. Wow, Roxy. That that's, yeah, not wow. feeling good about but that. At least you know that if you get taken, to always keep talking so that they don't kill you. Yeah, or to, but not talk too much because then they do kill you. Yeah, yeah you got to give a little bit at a time. Bit. Maybe a don't, bit info. don't spit at them. Or maybe not. Robin, why? Well, maybe not. I mean, not why. Like, I get it, girl. Yeah. Spit <laughs> at him, yes. So it's still just disgusting. Erica finds this zapper, whatever you want to call it, the cattle prod. And it's a teaser. Really? Taser stick. But it was a long it was a cattle prod. It was a long ass taser. It was a long taser stick. She gives it to Dustin. Dustin uses this to stay save Steve, so now I feel like they're even. Steve punched the other guy and fought and won, and now Dustin has gotten Steve. Are we squared off? They're squared off. I think they're even now and they're rescued essentially. Yeah. So that's what with our scoopity poop ice cream troop. Um, nope, it's getting worse every time. <laughs> Moving over to Hopper and Joyce because they've got their own stuff to deal with. Alexi, coming out strong, one of my favorite characters this season. Who would have guessed? Every time he's on screen, I'm stoked. N- not you guys. Great he does kinda, no, he steals the scene. Okay, we he definitely Alexi. does. Leave me hanging a little bit. Well, yeah. Yeah. Last episode, you were kind of on the fence about is Alexi actually a good person you, or not, and you then you completely like, oh yeah, he's been my dog from forever. Ariana, <laughs> people are allowed to change their mind. Uh, yeah, that's it, called it maturity. Just a like, quick it flip. Is mature. And you can still steal the scene, right? You know, even if you're not quite good or bad. So. Yeah, that's what I'm yeah. saying. I'm not saying he's the best dude in the world, but I'm saying I really like him on screen, and I like Murray too. This is right now when we're all over the place with our kids and our younger ones. I love going to Murray's house to just be like, alright, this is going to be funny. Whatever we see here, this is going to be legit. It's going to be funny. I was really on the fence on that scene where Hopper threw him outside and gave him the keys because <laughs> at first I didn't really believe in the plan. I was with Joyce and and I thought that he was just going to drive away and I thought that would have been the stupidest thing. I don't think any do. of us believed in him. Okay. Really surprised you did? me. I believed in Hopper. No, easy to say now. Hindsight's twenty twenty. Hindsight's twenty twenty. But I was sitting over there like, yeah, Hopper's right because everything Hopper said is true. If he goes back to the Russians, they're just going to immediately kill him. He's in a loose situation, and I know this from watching a bunch of shows just like oh, this. Roxy, wow. hey, hey, I see you. I see what you when did. We're, there. When we're questioning whether he was good or bad, right? The scientist Alexi, last uh, last show we. I think I recall saying he's going to do whatever saves his butt. Mm. So, 
we kind of touched on that a little bit. You're so right. what you're trying to say is you're right. Yeah. You just wanted credit. Yeah, you know, I just wanted to bring it yeah. around. I'll just let that be known. Cool. Okay, I'll give <laughs> you that credit yes. where credit is due. We have this weird thing that happens now after he does come back inside. I will admit out loud, and I'm sorry if I'm going to get a ton of slack in the comments, I had to pause and turn to you guys because this went really quickly for me. Very quick. Uh, all of a sudden, and I'm a super fan of the show, I've been hosting it for de- from day one. I've watched every episode multiple times. But when we saw them call Philadelphia and say, Owen stole this call, here's the code, here's what we're doing, bring in the cavalry, I was like, wait, wait, wait. Whoa. Uh, this felt like it came from left field really quick, and I just want to make sure that I was completely up to date on everything. Right. It was an odd transition, because I think we cut away from them for a moment, and then came back, and it was a, an immediate call to the Philadelphia Library, and we're just kind of up in the air. What's going on? Who's he calling back up? And then he mentions Owens really quickly. And I remember that was the doctor from last season, but it took a second, because it's been six episodes, no mention of Dr. Owens. But yeah, he was the doctor in season two that was helping them get through everything. He was also an affiliate of the government, and I guess he's in Philadelphia. So now he's reaching out for for backup. But yeah, very quick transition. Almost went over our heads. T, you got this really quickly. Did Owen stand out to you initially? Is that why? I... Couldn't remember his name, the character's name, but I remembered season two, a doctor, and I remembered Hopper said something about like, oh yeah, he told he gave me this thing, so I was like, oh that yeah, the card. I remembered it. It just took me a minute to. There was just a lot of words going on too. Rusky's open gate, antique chariot, and then when Joyce calls back and she's the side <laughs> barrel or whatever wheelbarrow, wheelbarrow. <laughs> There's just a lot of code going on. I was like, okay, I get it. Stranger Things, you're using code you've used, but I feel like you're coding me right now. Like, yeah. Let me Definitely in. coding let you. Me in. Definitely. And it was that, a little confusing. Yeah, and it was a little confusing, especially because it had been so long since there was a reference to even this character. And then, mm-hmm. I mean, but you know, we had the third back with Murray bringing him back in True. in the last episode so it's like okay and the now vodka. We're, yeah now we're bringing yeah the vodka which hey hopper careful drinking that vodka hey Joyce we see you guys <laughs> last together time people were drinking and vodka. I, I hear you guys in the chat right now how did you not know and not in the live chat you guys are amazing in the comments later you guys are great too but how did you not realize immediately you know what we're doing it live we're doing it real time <laughs> I'm just admitting to you that it went a little bit over me but I'm glad we figured it out because uh, this is a big phone call we got to bring in the troops now how long is this going to take because uh we could really use if, the help, like, now. If Joyce has her way, they're on their way in a super speed jet that gets you from Philadelphia to Hawkins in five minutes. So. Do you think he took her seriously on the other line, or do you think he was appeasing her, saying, okay, we'll do it? That was another interesting scene where I thought Hopper was pretty straightforward. I need to talk to him immediately, and I guess, like, she was just reinforcing, reinforcing the point, this has to happen ASAP. And I think we're going to find out next episode, but if we have a Joyce's way, it's going to come back immediately. The guy on the phone took her seriously. He was like, yes, ma'am, hung up. Yeah. So I think it's going to happen sooner rather than later. And say about her what you will, she gets it done. Mm-hmm. And that's what we needed. I feel like he, he was not, even when she says our kids are there, he's like, you said they're at the fair. I don't feel like this is the normal hopper we're seeing where he's so aware of the severity of the situation. He seems to be a little lax. Yeah, Hopper's been kind of slipping a little bit. Just since, like, episode one. Like, we saw him But do we blame the guy? Look at what he's gone through in the last 48 hours. So do you think that's it, or do you think there's something we're missing? I think it's 
I think he's at a breaking point of he's been shot at, he's been beat up, he's had to deal with supernatural things for the last two years. He recently adopted a daughter whose hormones are raging out of control and she's making out with a boyfriend all the time. I think he's at wit's end and he's over it. He is I'm too old for this shit Murtaugh yeah. right now, like lethal weapon. He's like, no. I'm done. Well, <laughs> they decide they've got to go find their kids, but we already know where their kids are. and uh, They don't. Uh, they haven't checked in on them in three days. It's called a segue, Tiana. Sorry. I was, <laughs> I was going into our next topic, Tiana. Just, just saying. They're We're, bad parents. I'm about to talk about the kids. Is that okay with you, T? Yeah, I guess. Okay, fine. Then let's do it. Mike is nervous right now because he's watching out, and she's a little bloody mess. Uh, we are looking at the tissues stack up with the blood next to them, and everybody seems to think that Elle has it under control. Are you on Elle's side here, or not even Elle's side, the rest of the crew, including Nancy and Max, saying Elle's got this, she's her own woman? Or are you on Mike's side, where you think uh, he's just looking out for her, and sometimes we don't know what's best for us. Sometimes you need that outside perspective. I'm on Mike's side for... Ryan! I am on Mike's side. (laughs) I'm on the boys' side. I think everyone is just getting a little too comfortable with Elle just casually using her powers all the time. Oh, we'll let Elle do it. Oh, Elle can do it. I think, and I think Mike calls Max out for that. I, I don't know if he's completely in the right. Half of what Max is saying is, you know, boys are a mess. You don't need to spend all your time with them. She can be your own person, be independent. Totally hear you. You're absolutely right. However, when it comes to her powers, I think the group takes advantage of her, and Mike is completely aware of that, and he drops the L word. He loves her. He wants to hug her, and then kiss her. And that's all kids do. (laughs) Yeah, I feel you. Great song. Great song. I agree with Ryan right here. I think I'm on Team L. And no, I think he that, was on Team Mike. I know, but I'm, and I, agree, <laughs> I agree with him on what he said about Mike and how he's feeling. But you and disagree I, with him on life. On life, okay. I'm not. Te- I think that Mike and Max both take advantage of Elle in different ways, mm. and I think that they're both trying to give her a. Mike's trying to protect her in that everyone's telling her to use her powers for every little thing, and you even see it when they get retaliation on those girls at the mall with her and Max. You know, that's a frivolous use, an unnecessary nosebleed in my opinion. And then Max is like, no, she still needs to live. You're not her bodyguard. You you can't just keep her caged in. She has to go experience life. I think Elle is the person who has to split the difference between both of these people and figure out what's best for her. Speaking great, of cages, remember when we saw that cage earlier? Demo what? What do you what do you think, Angelica? <laughs> Whose side are you on? I'm definitely more on side Elle here. I think she ultimately has to be the one to decide her own limits. Obviously, we haven't seen the full effects of what do these nosebleeds do. You know, we don't know. They just seem harmless so far, so it's kind of hard to tell. But if Elle is feeling, you know, headaches or something like that, that's up to her ultimately to decide. I just wish that we were giving Elle another option. Because it's like, either do this Elle or don't, and that's fine, but then the world ends. So, like, we're not really giving her much room to work with because what is she supposed to do? Well, to be fair, I think... Me signing with Mike is a little bit of hindsight because by the end of the episode, she does get touched by Billy, and I think they take advantage of her powers. Wow, and, touched by Billy yeah, and taken advantage that sounded, of. That sounded a little weird, uh. but uh, but I mean, she does get in trouble there. So, so I think that that's a little bit of hindsight. Like 
he should have been concerned because something bad did happen. Let's break that down, what actually happens here. So she does decide, they need to find Billy. They decide that it's a trap to go to where he is. So she has to mentally go in, see what's up, figure out where the the base is, where everything is, the, the entrance. So she goes into Billy's mind and uh, we learn about his past a little bit. Now, I wonder how much of this Max is even aware of because it seems like some of it happened before she was there. So, and when when L when Max's dad introduces Max to Billy, that's so there are they half siblings, half siblings. Okay, this scene was remarkable. I think this is a testament the the whole beach scene, the whole beach sequence. I thought it was weird at first, was a little Terrence Malicky. But when when we start seeing flashbacks of him with the dad playing baseball, getting lectured, uh, things with the parents, abuse, the mom ran away. Like what an incredible sequence! This shows characters. It just goes to show they can make you feel completely different about a character in two minutes because of just a simple backstory. I thought that was so cool, and now I have a whole new vision on Billy as a character. Like, he is a tragic character. And I don't think you're alone. I think Elle feels that way, too, which is why she starts feeling a little connected to him. Mm -hmm. Not only sympathy, but empathy, because she's had such a tough upbringing herself. Uh, I think that most people probably walked away from this looking at Billy in a different light. Angelica, is that how you felt? I definitely did. I was tearing up a little bit during that as well, and I, I think it was a good example of let's just say evil in terms of Billy right now. Evil is made, not born. I thought it was a great example of that, and they were trying to really showcase that here. Yeah. When do you think she got the power to go into people's minds? Like talking about Elle? L. yeah, because I don't think we've seen this display of her power before. We've seen her, you know, read minds, appear where people are, but actually going into someone's conscious. Like, she woke up on the shore of his subconscious. Well, I think it's only because of where, what's inside him right now. I don't think she Mm. could do this to people who were not part of the monster. That's a great point. Uh, But I'm not sure. Ryan, most of my questions have to do with (laughs) the logistics around who is a host, who is a vessel, who is actually a part of these demi-dogs, who is a part of the Mind Flayer, and and which characters, when they get injured, are affected by the other ones. So many. Who has the sense versus who has something in them, who's already been taken, who is redeemable still? (laughs) Those are where most of my questions still lie. Um, Well, the mystic with lipstick in our chat says it was second season with her mom, which I do remember her going back. What was second season? When she started going going into memories. With the TV, we saw that once before. So we have seen that before a little bit. But so Elle's you. mom had already also been affected. Uh, not by the monster. Well, still kind of, but by something. Like, she was yeah. in a different state, a different plane. So it wasn't like... It was with her mom, you're right. Yeah. yeah. She, she did it with her mom before. Yeah. That. That's yeah. how. And I guess the thing is, we haven't seen her try to do it with anyone who hasn't been affected. Because exactly. the only time she needs to do it is when we're in trouble. I appreciate Our Mystic call. Lipstick saying yeah, that to thank us. thank you. I know there are other people who uh, want to be talking to Tiana and therefore us. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of people in here right now chatting away. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, sorry, I'm laughing. C.R. Torres says Max is a troublemaker. She's projecting her problems on L. There's a lot of people in here saying that um, Billy, you know, they feel bad for him now because of his backstory and all that kind of stuff. So thank you guys. Keep chatting away in the live chat and thank you for supporting us here and make sure you guys like, subscribe, and all that jazz. Comment, all Comments. that. iTunes. I was looking. We could use some iTunes ratings, yeah. guys. We want to hear what you have to say because uh, this show is such a quick binge and I want to live this longer than the actual <laughs> show. Like I need to keep going back and reading what you guys have to say. Uh, but let's continue talking about this Billy situation because when Elle is in there, we do something that we haven't done previously where we see that there's multiple layers of this mind, right? So first, we see her fully in Billy's mind, seeing his past. She finds the actual entrance. She thinks she comes out of it, right? She thinks she wakes up, but she's, and she is where she is, but the boys and, and girls that she was with are not there anymore. Mm-hmm. We hear Billy's voice. Billy is there. Now, this is where it starts to get really complicated because Billy now talking to her like he is the monster with the voice of the monster says Mm -hmm. that they've been doing this all for her. Ryan, what does that mean? I think that means they've been leading up to use her powers to reach people that they normally couldn't reach. And I think that was shown at that festival where there's just a group of people not even touched or brought to the the warehouse and got their faces sucked or whatever. They just were now co-hosts, and I think they used her powers for that. That that might have been some of what Mike's concern was, but yeah, they, they they're totally aware of her. She shut the door at the end of season two, and they're completely aware that Eleven is out there and has these powers. Angelica, they say uh, he says now they all see you. What does that mean? Now they all see you. So here's how I saw it a little bit. I think they're using L as a sort of like GPS system or a beacon. So now everyone, they can all see where she is and they're going to basically try to take over. When you say they, who are you talking about? Mind Flayer and all of the, the components. Entities. Yeah, I, I guess uh, for lack of better terms there. So I think it's it's just a hive mind right now and now they can all see what she's up to what's happening with the kids and they can now come after her so when they say we're building it for you is it the machine to open the uh upside down or is it a new world i think it is that monster I think it is the they monster bu- to fight Eleven. They're building the mind flayer for her. Right? No. Oh. Because they in the next sentence. No. In the next sentence, he literally said, we're going to kill you, and then we're going to kill your friends, and then we're going to kill everyone. I think that's what he's saying. They're building the mind flayer right. f- to kill her. They're making that monster to, to be able to fight her and, and be able to, to take ki- her. So when that's we say just... four here, it's like a weird way of saying yeah. it, right? I know. Because usually you think four is helping. Like, yeah, it's like, help me. Like, this is for you. No, but this is a bad four. This is a bad four. This is for you to take over you to kill bad you. Bad four, good 11. This is so confusing. Mm-hmm. Especially because remember back to the scene a couple of episodes ago where Billy talks to Heather and says, she could have killed me. And Heather says, but not us. So I think she's a real threat to them. And that's why they're doing all of this. She's the only threat to them, really. And if they get her... They then you can you imagine a zombie like Eleven where they're using her powers like someone like Tom and Billy but it's Eleven that would be game over. Would, they, would she still have her powers though, or would she turn into oatmeal? I think it's both. 
The whole by the end when we see everybody that we've known, including Doris and Janet and Heather, walking into the oatmealy goop and turning into this mind flare, I legitimately thought that I was going to be sick. There's something so grotesque about this monster, and I think this show has done an excellent job of making it incredibly scary because of how gross it is. Not not because it's the loudest, <laughs> not because it's the strongest, because it's disgusting. Really gross. Yeah. It's really, really it's it's disturbing. It's really quite gross. <laughs> and I don't Info. I don't know at this point if we can retrieve any of them back. Maybe Billy. Maybe Billy Because he hasn't turned to mush yet. I think the people who are mushed are mush, mushy mush. goodbye. You're gone. We haven't so seen him. Mushy bye. R.I.P. Driscoll. Was Billy involved in that at all? He no. did not mushify. No, he no. did not. Mm. He did not mushify. Did. He's and, the host. And I'm curious if there's any other things I missed. So I want to get to that. So 80s, Ryan. Tell us what references went right over my head. <laughs> All right, you guys. <laughs> I mean, so this episode, right out of the gate, we start with a Rambo reference. Hopper is called Fat Rambo by Alexi. <laughs> Epic. Hilarious. Came out in 1985, which is the year this season takes place. Rambo 2, of course, that's when that came out, and that's when Rambo won us the Vietnam War. So. Oh, is that what happened? That's what happened. A lot of Rambo references. Oh. Um, Indy, Indiana Jones, Last Crusade, when Stephen... And Robin are tied up. That is just like when Indy and his dad, played by uh, the amazing James Bond actor. I'm blanking on his name. What's his name? Tim. His dad. I forget his name. Um, but he, they're tied up in, in Last Crusade, and uh, they have this relationship where they start revealing things to each other. And that's the exact same scene that happened in this episode. Sean Connery? Sean Connery. Okay. Mm. Sean Connery. I just want to let you know that I thought of that over here by myself and Tiana used a computer. I just wanted you to know. It came to me as I was typing. It came to me as you were typing. But but same exact scene, guys. Completely inspired by that. They reveal to each other how they truly feel about each other in that moment. And uh, that's just out of Last Crusade. So great reference there. And finally, um, in terms of the tragic character flashback with um with Billy in this episode. That came that comes right out of Cronenberg movies, right out of the blob. This is just like all 80s every single episode. So you guys, that was your that's so 80s moments. Rambo 2, Indiana Jones Last Crusade and Cronenberg. You, you're not going to use my Goonies reference? There was a Goonies Come reference. Come on, man, that was 85. Do you want to do that one? <laughs> no, you want to it's your show. Okay, I'll do the Goonies so at the end. It's your show. <laughs> It's our show. Uh, yeah, great Goonies reference when they were down in the Russian base underneath the mall, um, being chased by the Russians, and was it's Dustin and Erica hiding, and what was they, it again? They, uh, no, it was when Steve went on his rant about like everything, he was like, ice cream, ice cream. Ice cream, ice cream. Read all about it. Read I told you, it. you were supposed to remember. I forgot. Great job <laughs> at that one, guys. So I'm so segment. glad we added Sorry. that Goonies one, T. Really killed it. There. I told the 80s guy. Please told save us, Angelica. Give us some news and gossip. I got some news. Uh, so we saw in a scene in this last episode with Mayor Klein and our Terminator friend, what's his name, Gregory. Oh, yeah. That scene was yikes. Like, push me against that spinning thing. Oh, yeah. Wolf I actually almost felt bad for Mayor Klein. Almost. So according to an interview with Vulture, Carrie Elwes, the character that plays Mayor Klein, admitted to trying one of the onset 
fun fair rides. He quoted to say, I felt like I was on the inside of a washing machine. I shouldn't have done that. When I got out, I was seriously green and very unsteady. Oh my god. Fortunately, he did not he said he did not throw up but I did some digging because I think it was based off of that scene the way he described the ride and the ride is the Ga- uh, Gravitron or the Starship ride. So it's the same ride from that scene and uh, yeah, yeah, I uh, purposefully I always, avoid those rides. I, I feel sick when I go on those. I don't too. like them. Yeah. I, used to, I used to be the kid who would go upside down, but not anymore. Ooh. Imagine what happens if you put the Mind Flayer oatmeal on the ride. Oh, Just, oh. there's time. Happen? There's Ew. time. No, I'm, I'm excited I about can't. it. I can't. They already featured it. Ew. Ew, ew. You uh, thought of it. I did. All right, let's get out of here because we got to go watch episode seven. I can't believe we only have two left. Angelica, where can the people keep up with you until then? You can find me on most social platforms at A-Trey, A-Y-Y-T-R-A-E, and Instagram at Angelica Trey. T? You can find me at the Tion Hobson on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you to all my lovely people in our live chat right now. You guys are amazing. You keep me humble and blessed. <laughs> They keep you humble, right? And you guys can find me at Ryan's Nilsson on most social media platforms. Thank you so much for watching our after show. I'm everywhere at Roxy Stryer. We're at AfterBuzz TV. Shout out to Brianna Phipps right now in the booth giving us all those sound drops and whatnot. We'll see you guys next time for episode seven. Wow. Can't wait. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menounos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.